0: Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Missing a blue and white box with human heads in it. They belong to Science Care, a body donation to science program that helps future generations through improved scientific research and education. Apparently, someone broke into a parked truck It brought daylight, and stole a box of human remains (laughs) along with the dolly. So I don't know if we're ever going to get the dolly back. I'm guessing that the blue and white box either gets found sitting by itself somewhere, or it's already in a dumpster. And the dolly is just in a garage somewhere. Somebody decided, hey, there's a dolly with a box. I wonder what's in it. I'm going to take it, get it home. Ooh, a box full of heads. Ooh, no thank you. Dumpster, quickly. So if you live in Denver's leafy Central Park neighborhood, just check the dumpsters, because I bet you that box of heads is in the, in a dumpster somewhere. Nobody's going to keep it. I doubt someone actually said, hey, science care. You know, the Body Donation to Science program that helps future generations through improved scientific research and education? Yeah, they've got a par- a truck parked over there with a box full of heads in it, and there's a dolly with it. Let's go ahead and take that and see if we can get some money from them. I mean, maybe they will. Maybe we're waiting for, uh, you know, maybe they were kidnapped and they'll get some sort of phone call saying, hey, uh, science care. Yeah, I've got your box of heads. I need $10,000. I need $100,000. I need need a million dollars. Does science care pay it? I think they do. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Plus, just as a side note, why are you parking your truck or your van with a box full of heads in a neighborhood. I mean, aren't you getting picking up the heads from wherever you're getting the heads and taking them directly to the processing place? Seems like that was just a poor set of affairs. It wouldn't surprise me if someone loses their job. Oh we just gotta stop off at Millie's place for a little bit. <laughs> Get some coffee, maybe a little afternoon business, and uh, you know, I'll be back to the truck. Oh no, what happened to my heads? Gay it absolutely happened. Absolutely. So and maybe, you know, maybe the guys that took the heads thought that it was the Japanese mermaid. I see where the 12 inch creature that was allegedly caught in the Pacific Ocean off the Japanese island of Shikoku between 1736 and 1741 and it's been kept in a temple city of Asakushi Uh, has a grimacing face pointed teeth two hands and hair on its head and brow and it has an eerily human appearance except for its fish like lower half Well, now, the researchers from the Karashiku University of Science and and the Arts have taken the mummy for CT scanning in a bid to unravel its secrets. Because it is said that if you bite into the old mermaid, (laughs) you will never die. If you eat a little bit of the flesh of the mermaid, immortality. I mean, are you taking a bite from it? I don't know. Maybe you do. Though that's the legend in uh, many parts of Japan that a woman accidentally ate the flesh of a mermaid and lived for 800 years. So the Yao Bakuni, Y-A-O-B-I-K-U-N-I legend is also preserved near the temple where the mermaid mummy was found. I heard that some people believing in the legend used to eat the scales of mermaid mummies. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess uh, Hiroshi Kinonishida of the Okayama Folklore Society believes the creature may have religious significance. So we've worshipped it, hoping that it would help alleviate the coronavirus pandemic, even if only slightly. Uh, He believes that uh, now they're going to take CT scans and see exactly what this creature is. So we'll find out what the grimacing face, pointed teeth, two hands, and hair on its head and brow. It has an eerily human appearance except for that fish-like lower half. And when you see it, You think to yourself, ooh, do I really want to take a bite of that? Well, you do if you want to live to be 800 years old. Or, I mean, I I guess 800 years is equivalent to immortality, but not really. I mean, immortality is, you know, forever. But at the end, by about 750 years, you're probably thinking, holy cow, I got to get this thing over with. I mean, I see where a guy in uh, the uh, DRC, the Democratic Republic of Congo, which is beautiful this time of year, uh, he just married triplets. Now, one of two things is going to happen. All right? He's either going to wish he could take a bite out of the mermaid and live for 800 years. And maybe that's what he wants today, marrying triplets. I mean, that's... That's some hard work right there. That's <laughs> that is some hard work right there. But, and uh, you know, everyone who's married knows exactly what I'm talking about. However, uh, after about, I don't know, what do you think? hundred years? You take a bite out of the mermaid and you got a hundred years with the, with the triplets. Maybe you're thinking, holy cow, what did I do? <laughs> so apparently the guy met one of the triplets and he fell you know in love with her and then she brought him home and said oh hey these are my, my sisters we're triplets oh really yeah and uh, they all became in love I mean you could see how that could happen you just fall in love with all of them and everyone was all happy and in love so we just went ahead and married them all oh okay well that's kind of good, right? Well, his parents are a little unhappy. Uh, They don't understand what he's doing. And uh, they kind of, you know, backed off away from him. But you know, the the triplets were like, hey, we've shared everything uh, our whole life. And our dreams came true without being separated by husbands. God heard our prayers. So this guy in the DRC married triplets. Woof. That is congratulations, I mean. That is congratulations to him and them. And I'm glad that nothing could stop their plans because everyone, look, it's love. And you can't put a a time limit, you can't put an age limit, and you can't put an amount of humans on love. You just can't. Love wins all. I don't know if you share the same house, the same bedroom, or you share the same house but different bedrooms. And Mondays with one, and Tuesdays with the other, Wednesdays with the other, and then Thursday and Friday is with all of them. And then the weekend, maybe you take a break. I don't, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work, but it'd be fascinating. I mean, this is a reality show. I mean, he's ready to make some money right now, right? I mean, the this is. Definitely a reality show. And we need to be filming right now. This has to happen. Uh, There's no question about it. I want to see it. I don't care if it's on what streaming platform it's on. It needs to happen right now. I want to see the Marriage Etoile on whatever streaming platform that you want to spend the money on it. Because you know you're watching it. I'm not sure what you, I'm not sure what I'd call it though. You have the three sisters, right? You have uh, Natalie, you have Nadej, and Natasha, the three sisters. And so, and then you have the man. So you have, I don't know, three ends and a man. Maybe I I like that name, three ends and a man. Or what's his name? He's being called in the story by one name, Louisso. So you. Three N's and Luizo Louizzo and the sisters, triplets and Luizo. Now I don't like that either. I don't like any of those. We've got to come up with something new. If you've got a good name for the new, uh, <laughs> for the new show, email me chewing the We have to have a name. This has to be a, uh, a reality show has to be. And I'm not sure how good it is living in the old DRC these days. Maybe that's what you—that's maybe that's what you call it. Uh, three women and a man in the DRC. Uh, <laughs> love in the DRC. Oh, maybe I like that. Love in the DRC. A worldwide exclusive on Amazon Prime. <laughs> yes, that has to happen. Okay, before we head into the break room, I want to talk to you a little bit about the future of how you listen to things. We know that a lot of people didn't even make resolutions this year, and I mean, I believe me, I get it. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't still find a way to shake things up a little bit, whether it's by switching out your workout routine, if you have one, or going someplace new. Whatever way you challenge yourself, this year, I mean we're still early on In 2022 uh, There's no better way to do it Than with a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds In your ears Raycon wireless earbuds are the best way To bring audio with you Because no matter how much you shake things up and uh, No matter how much you shake You know they're not going to fall out of your ears And they're so comfortable Once you put them in Their everyday earbuds look and feel And sound better than ever There's also the awareness mode for when you need to listen to your surroundings so you can take Raycons with you wherever you go i have the optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit and as i said earlier they're so comfortable uh I, i i put them in and you know i'm walking around the house and i'm listening to whatever i listen to of course you know you have to follow the chewing the fat rule of when you're listening to something and when asked you have to say you know you're listening to it in the fat no matter what you're listening to but i leave them in and then the next thing i know i'm i've got whatever i was listening to off and i've just got the headsets in i've just got the wireless earbuds in and it's like dad what are you listening to well, I mean, you know I'm listening to in the Fat, but really nothing, because I just leave them in my ears. I mean, they have eight hours of playtime, 32-hour battery life. They're priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. Uh, it's, it's really no wonder Raycon's Everyday Earbuds have over 48,000 five-star reviews. Right now, you. The Chewing the Fat listener can get 15% off your Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash Jeffy. That's buyraycon.com slash Jeffy to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash Jeffy. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh, man. (laughs) oh man so good so i see where uh, did you go see the batman this weekend because i did not and i know my kids wanted to go and i blew them off and i should have gone because it's like 18 hours long and, uh, you know, the weekend is a good time to go see it, but that did uh, rank in uh, 128.5 million. Now I love how they say, you know, it's more than any movie this year. Uh huh. Well, uh, it's only on the first of March of uh, 2022, and uh, I know that, you know, the 128.5 million is good, and, you know, we're coming out of post-pandemic, but uh, Spider-Man, I believe, uh, got like uh, 250 or 60 million uh, on its opening weekend, so not quite as good as the old Spider-Man, but I'm told that it's really good. Uh, All the reviews were really good. My son has been, you know dying to see it and he's been uh, he's i've been reading all about it from the very beginning and it, i know it's only it's under three hours i get it but still at the theaters that's a it's a long time so i'm probably going to go see it this week and i'll give you a review of the brooding cape crusader that robert pattinson is and uh, i know you know zoe kravitz and she's eh, she's okay i mean she's kind of you know, kind of a weird one, but so are they all. I mean, it's Hollywood. Let them be weird. Leave them be. So I'll let you see. If you if you went to see it, uh, email me chewingthefatattheblaze.com. dot com. Let me know what you thought of it because I uh, I will be going to see it this week sometime, and I'll give you a review of the Batman. Okay, and also uh, I see where uh, my main man, you know him, you love him, Harvey Weinstein, uh, <laughs> forced to apologize. I know you're thinking Harvey man he's he's never apologized for any of that stuff well it's because he's not f- apologizing for any of the sexual harassment, sexual assault or rape charges that I mean it, that, that all crushed him right me too and the rape charges and sexual assault I know it's under uh, it's being appealed now and we'll see what happens they claim that the appeal was pretty good Uh, you know, I know he was sentenced to 23 years in prison and he was extradited to California for trial on 11 more charges of rape and sexual assault. And he's being housed at the correctional treatment center, uh, the medical unit within the twin towers jail in downtown Los Angeles. And so I know the New York case is under an appeal now, and they were saying that the latest appeal, meeting or appeal in front of a judge went really well but uh, so he gets to meet with his lawyers face to face in Los Angeles and then after the last time that he had his meeting his cell was searched and they found contraband and Harvey had to apologize for the contraband Uh, they caught him with milk duds who knew who knew in Los Angeles at the Twin Towers Jail in downtown LA, you couldn't have milk duds, but you can't. And so he claimed it was an innocent misunderstanding. It won't happen again. I've been a model inmate following the rules and regulations, and I'm sincerely sorry. I believe him. I now He claims he brought them in when, with him when he arrived from New York they claim that, no, that's impossible. We searched everything. We went through everything. No way. That had to be brought in. You had to get, you know, get them snuck to you, slid across the table to you from one of your attorneys. And uh, so now they're saying that when you meet with your attorneys, now they have to go through all the attorneys, uh, you know, briefcases, be searched and look through everything because it's, uh, you know, and plus, you know, every time he meets with his attorneys they're going to search his his room. I think they call it a cell. He calls it a room. And, uh, you know, he's not going to be able to have milk duds anymore. He claims he's not going to, he, he didn't throw his attorneys under the bus. And, uh, his attorneys said, uh, hey, uh, you know, you want to search our binders and laptop bags? Fine. Go ahead. But, uh, you know, his, you know, we won't, we won't, make, we'll make sure that he doesn't have milk duds passed to him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on now. Are we really milk duds? Is that a contraband in prison? I thought you could, don't they have like a little store in the prisons in today's world that, uh, you know, if you've got a little cash in the bank account, you could go and buy some milk blo- milk duds or some, or some M&Ms or maybe some Skittles Because I thought Harvey, you know, since he's not feeling good, he's under, I think he's a diabetic and he's got a few other things wrong with him. So the Milk Duds, he probably shouldn't be eating anyway. That's his little secret stash, uh, you know, Milk Dud a day in the jail cell. But no, no, this will not stand. You cannot have Milk Duds in your prison cell, Mr. Weinstein, which is why he apologized and called it a misunderstanding. It's funny that we're just finding out about this now because they were found November 10th. Uh, That's quite some time ago, and we're just hearing about it now. So, kind of weird. But anyway, he's got his trial in LA coming. And he could, I mean, if he loses in LA, which I mean, it's probably going to happen, you're looking at 140 years on top of the New York deal. So, man, let the guy have a couple of milk duds. I mean, even Morrico Damien Guerrero, 20, from Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Ben Salem, it's where my wife was born. It's close to where we lived when I was living in Pennsylvania. I mean, we lived right next door to Ben Salem. I spent a lot of time in the old Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Guerrero uh, is out on bail. 2500 cash bail, and he's required to wear a GPS tracker and is not allowed to travel to New Hampshire anymore from Pennsylvania or contacting uh, this lady in New Hampshire who he became obsessed with. But he can get milk duds, I'll tell you that. (laughs) So, apparently for a few days he was living in this lady's attic and there was, they found food and headphones and they located a tracking device up in the attic who, you know, they said he was going to put it on her car and he took videos of her while she was sleeping naked, you know, obviously without her consent, stole some other items from her home. And so he's, you know, now out on bail after he was arrested. Now the thing is, okay, so she's an OnlyFans, I don't know, a star star. Or his OnlyFans star. So he broke into her home and was hiding in her attic. But, and I uh, completely wrong. Absolutely. Uh, you can quote me on that. Completely wrong. However, uh, he had met her and she, you know, let the guy in her house and he got her address from her cause he said he wanted to buy her a television and fireplace, uh, from, you know, he was, you know, a fan of her only fans account. And so he came to the house. She let him inside the house. Then, you know, she said that I had to kick him out, but he would call her and say, Hey, I'm waiting out here on the sidewalk. He would park in front of her house and sleep <laughs> in his car and so he claimed that he came to the woman's house and he wanted to take back the television he bought her. That's when he broke in. But he said he heard people talking in the house and then he went into the attic. How many times? How many times does that happen? When you break into someone's house just to get a product you gave them back, you realize somebody's there so you you know go up into the attic and hang out for a few days. I know, right? So. he took stuff from the house. She said she found stuff missing. Really weird. Really weird. So be careful who you give your address to, no matter what kind of star you are. Uh, You know, maybe if you're a big OnlyFans star, and she's obviously, you know, just trying to make some cash for her and her kid. uh, You know, it's okay to look at her however she wants you to look at on the old OnlyFans account. Just don't be taking pictures of her from her, from from her attic while you're up there. She doesn't know you're there and so uh they, <laughs> when the police came to look for him they uh, heard they said they were searching the home and went into the attic and then they heard heavy footsteps on the roof so they went out if went outside and brought him inside so man if they if you're breaking into somebody's attic and the police are coming they're searching the house maybe you go up on the roof and be quiet not walk around uh, he might have been okay i mean i'm sure they couldn't have seen him on the roof had they you know looked up there when they went outside but they heard him walking around on the roof wow i mean stalking right that's holy cow now he's he's being charged with four counts of burglary that's it I mean, there's got to be some kind of stalking and some other charges coming, right? I mean, I I don't know if he has an attorney. I don't know if he can afford one. You know, Hopefully he can afford some milk duds every now and then as he stays in Pennsylvania, not in New Hampshire. (laughs) Wearing his GPS tracker. But only four counts of burglary for breaking in and living in this lady's attic for a few days seems a little light. Okay, so those of you that were blaming your children this past weekend for changing your profile on Netflix, uh, it wasn't them. It was Netflix. Uh, Netflix pulled all the Marvel Heroes avatars and they replaced it with their you know, generic avatar just to get you by. You can still change it now. You just can't have the... Just can't have the Marvel characters as your icons because they're gone. It wasn't your kids. Okay. The uh, Marvel heroes are off of Netflix. They're going to Disney plus at some point in the future. And so the avatars can't be on Netflix anymore either. So I know, I know you were probably bummed and hollering at your kids and the kids were saying, I didn't do it. And then maybe you realized, or maybe you haven't yet, but it wasn't their fault. It was Netflix fault. Okay. So just go easy on your kids. All right. It wasn't their fault that your uh, daredevil avatar was gone from your profile on Netflix. Okay. I see where speaking of Netflix, they are, they asked a federal judge to block prosecution, uh, over the controversial cutie films, which they should. I mean, I know they keep, they're still under fire for the cuties film, and, uh, you know, I know the prosecution is accusing them of spreading child pornography from cuties. Um, first of all, I watched the movie. It was agonizingly bad. So if you made it all the way through that movie like I did, I mean, I forced my way to make it through that movie. I would have stopped if it was, wasn't was a point of watching this movie to see what the big uh, brouhaha was about. And the movie was just bad. And did it. Contain offensive depictions of children being overtly sexualized. Uh, that was what it was about. So uh, I find it difficult to uh, to really sue them over that. But they keep doing it, and uh, you know Netflix is arguing that it would be a violation of the First Amendment right to free speech. I would tell the judges, look, uh, have you seen the movie? It's bad. That's the, we put it up and then we realized the movie was just terrible. So, you know, we're sorry. <laughs> also, I see where Netflix is launching a daily trivia series called Trivia Quest. Uh, maybe Netflix can call me, uh, get a hold of me. Uh, maybe you can uh, direct message me on Twitter, uh, Facebook, or Instagram, uh, at JFR at Jeff Fisher Radio, or email me, uh, Chewing the Fat at theblaze.com. We could maybe put together a game show, Netflix game show. What's the lie? You know the game show heard exclusively here on Chewing the Fat once a week. Uh, just saying, uh, maybe they get a hold of me. I see they've got their Trivia Quest. Uh, it's an interactive experience. It's going to launch uh, the first of April. It doesn't look like it's actually April Fool's joke. They actually discussed it not being an April Fool's joke in the story i think that makes it almost an april fool's joke <laughs> no really it's not an april fool's joke oh it is yeah it is so i guess it's got uh you know it's going to be another interactive title show in netflix and uh it's going to run throughout april and so we'll see if it's any good and you're going to be able to you know, replay the quizzes to rack up points and correctly answer questions. They're all, you know, they're all going to be, uh, multiple choice questions. And so we'll see, uh, we'll see if it actually, uh, is worth playing, if it's adult or children oriented, it looks as though the trailer is really toward, uh, teens, to young adults, but we'll see. I mean, it's uh, animated, and it's Willie uh, trying to defeat Rocky, and you try to set people free, and gang get points, and it's—I don't know—it does not look, uh, doesn't look as fun as "What's the Lie" could be. I'll tell you that. And speaking of Netflix, they have decided to suspend their service in Russia along with uh, all kinds of other companies, like uh, hundreds of them, to be exact. Uh, CNN, in fact, said that they were going to stop broadcasting in Russia because of a new law uh, that uh, if you intentionally spread fake news, you could jail anyone that uh, intentionally spreads fake news. Oh, okay. A Russian official said that the false information has been spread by Russia's enemies. And guess who they are? Oh, I know the United States and Western Europe and allies that uh, are attempting to sow discord among the Russian people. All right, great. I mean, BBC and the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation have also suspended reporting from Russia following the passing of this law. It's really incredible. Um, I know that uh, Elon Musk, Says Starlink won't block Russian state media in Ukraine. Sorry to be a free speech absolutist. Uh, yes, I mean we're talking now about uh, social media sites stopping. I know TikTok said they were going to stop. Uh, I Man, you're you're if you're suspending new content uploads and live streams. Uh, uh, because of the fake news stuff, uh, you're missing some of the point of what you're supposed to be doing as a social media site. But whatever, you do what you want. I know uh, Visa, MasterCard, and PayPal are suspending their services in Russia. American Express said its globally issued credit cards will no longer work in Russia and Belarus. Uh, you know, I, who's going to help Russia? I wonder who is going to help Russia. Oh, I know. China so we got that to look forward to I mean it's just an amazing thing of what's going on in around the world thanks to Russia invading Ukraine and it would almost seem like we the United States government uh, wants to continue without you know making us independent I mean we're there's news of us you know of course we're buying oil from Russia right okay So I know that it's only, you know, 10% or maybe even less than 10% of the oil that we use that we get from Russia, but without it, we are going to need, we're going to need that oil, right? And uh, I don't know, we're trying to work a deal with Iran, Iran, we're trying to work a deal with uh, Venezuela, Venezuela, we, there was news that we're now making inroads into Cuba again. I don't think there's any big Cuban oil that we need to be worried about. But, I mean, we're still you know opening the, the doors to Cuba again when we could be just turning the spigots on here in the United States of America. I don't... I mean, you, I say I don't understand it, but, yeah, you know, I do. I do understand it. So, uh, good news. and That's important. I know Shell... Uh, the energy company defended its decision to buy discounted Russian oil. Uh, I know they were taking heat from Ukraine. But uh, they said, hey, we've got no alternative other than to buy oil uh, to keep supplies flowing into Europe. So that's what we're doing. Okay. Uh, you know, if that's what you got to do, you got to do. It just seems... Strange that we're going through all these motions and saying that we can't believe that we're paying for the war by buying Russian oil when we could just say, no, we're not going to buy Russian oil anymore. We're going to turn it on here in the United States. And that would lower prices immediately here in the United States, which is really what America wants. But it doesn't seem like our leaders want it. So there's that. And now we've got uh, airspace issues uh, in Ukraine with NATO. It's almost as if they want us in a war. And uh, I would like to say, how about no to that? Uh, Even if NATO has to get into a war with Russia to help Ukraine, uh, I would say that we say, you know, no, not right now. We'll be over here. Uh, Sure, you can uh you know you can fight them and we said we would help so here's some weapons and you know here's a couple other planes but we're not going to get our troops involved in that okay okay uh we're right back here for you though nato you guys go ahead you do what you think you got to do but we're not doing it hey vlad uh it's nato but we are kind of not doing it with nato so you know Take it easy over there, okay? (laughs) Okay. I mean, it's getting worse and worse. And it is definitely uh, not a pretty thing. You could quote me on that, as a matter of fact. It is definitely not a pretty thing. I mean, you have Google pausing... Well, Google is... You can still use Google. They're just not going to... They're pausing ad sales in Russia. Whoa. It's an amazing thing, though. All these corporations... Uh, in the new world order, just immediately locking out a country. Have a nice day. Oh, we don't like you? No. Okay. Well, we're locking you out of the world. Oh, okay, cool. Take care. I mean, this is where the people of Russia, you would think, will finally take up and say, hey, enough is enough. But we'll see. At least seven people were killed, including two children and a number of others injured after tornadoes ripped through central Iowa on Saturday. Six of the victims were killed after a twister touched down near the town of Winterset, roughly 20 miles southwest of Des Moines, estimated at an EF3 system. With wind gusts above 136 miles per hour, it marked the deadliest tornado in the state since 2008. Between 25 and 30 homes were destroyed. With the storms dropping baseball-sized hail in some areas, at least 10,000 customers lost power. With the Des Moines Airport temporarily shutting down and requiring travel travelers to shelter in place. Outbreak was rare for early March. The state's tornado season typically peaks in June. We also had friends of the network uh, lose everything. Uh, Dave Matthews and his wife, Faith, uh, their home and business were destroyed from these tornadoes. And he had posted uh, uh, a few hours ago that... uh, The uh, APR people, American Pride Roasters, that's the coffee that we are all familiar with, with Dave. Uh, And so he said, our house took a direct tornado hit last night. The basement is about all that's left. I couldn't assess everything last night. Everything Related to APR, American Pride Roasters Coffee, is destroyed. We're only behind a handful of orders, so I will refund those when I get a chance. I built my own roasting equipment. I have no idea when we'll be able to return to business. Please say a prayer for us, for all those who have and will help us, and especially for those who lost loved ones last night. So if you want to help, you can go to fundly.com. Uh, magic Beans. It is a fundly.com magic beans dash four dash Dave dash DM and faith. Uh, and you can help them. You can give whatever you can. Uh, they've raised uh, several thousand, looks like over $7,000 as of this recording for them to help uh, get back on their feet. Just devastated. I mean, tornadoes are terrible. My house was hit by a tornado. I don't know, a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, something like that now. And it just blew off part of the roof. Uh, according to Dave, uh, at one point it looked like he almost was going to lose his wife as the Twister almost sucked her up out, out of the house. Uh, just incredible. Uh, they they're, uh, have amazing strength and power, and it happens so fast. Uh, I just, I remember sitting in the kitchen with my daughter watching and feeling and hearing everything, and it happened so fast, and then it was over, and the roof is laying in the backyard, and the fire alarm is going off, and sprinklers are going off, and it's just, it's an incredible, it be horrible, and I didn't have it near as bad as uh, these people in Iowa, so uh, our prayers are definitely with with you, and uh, hope that uh, you get through this as best possible. You can. And then we have wildfires in Florida. I mean, thousands of acres are being burned in the panhandle of Florida. Evacuations are still taking place. Thousands of homes have been burned or evacuated. So you can keep the panhandle of Florida, southern Alabama, in your uh, in your prayers, especially it's just outside of Panama City. I spent a lot of time in Panama City. I had uh, my first wife's family had, uh, big, uh, property in, uh, in Panama city area, spent a lot of time up there and uh, it's beautiful. Oh, I love it. And so they're, you know, dealing with that. And so, I mean, right now more than, let's see, 10,000 acres have been burned. Right, and a thousand homes have been evacuated. I don't know how many of those homes have actually been burned. Some of the uh, some of the footage coming out of the Panhandle does not look good at all. You can quote me on that. Some of the footage from the wildfires <laughs> does not look good at all. So we've got uh, tornadoes in Iowa, we've got wildfires in Florida, and if that maybe the fires are a good thing, and this is just hear me out, okay? So we get news that we have a parachuting spider that was first spotted in Georgia, which is I don't know right there by Florida if you look at a map, and uh, it's it's a species from Japan, and it's called the Joro. It's a three-inch invasive spider, and so now they're saying ah, it probably came here from a shipping container. And it's much larger than the average spider. And it uh, floats around the air using its uh, webbing material as a parachute. So it travels well. And uh, it's probably going to be all over the eastern seaboard now. So don't worry about when you see them. Because they've got no predators. So they are the predators, the parachuting spiders. Maybe the fires are a good thing. Maybe, you know, who's ever in charge of the planet mother earth father earth brother earth uncle earth cousin earth (laughs) who's ever in charge of the earth uh decided you know maybe we could burn some of those spiders out so let's burn them down (laughs) now according to the experts the joro is completely almost now i love this okay so it's the joro is almost completely harmless to humans almost uh, and it's going to, you know, still help to control the population of biting insects. So that's good, right? It's got fangs, but they're small relative to most human skin. And it probably won't be able to get its fangs into you anyway. So don't even worry about it. Just stop it. And so, <laughs> and he claims that they generally seek to evade contact with humans. Do they? uh they parachute wherever they want to go so do they are they able to are they skydivers or able to move their parachutes oh i'll just land over here i think they probably just got to land where they where it takes them so likely it's not going to hurt you if you get bit by them anyway it's less than a wasp sting and in the unlikely event that you get bitten by one It's not so small. The poison isn't going to hurt you. So, I'm sorry, the venom isn't going to hurt you. Isn't venom poison? Yeah. Okay. Uh, And it's not, so you'd be fine. So just quit your widen, okay? (laughs) You better just, according to the experts, learn to live with them. (laughs) So that's good. We have parachuting spiders just parachuting around the U.S. So apparently they thought that uh, they'd only stay in the Southwest, the lower, you know, in the the Southwest, because they couldn't survive in the cold. (laughs) Right. Because they kind of, you know, adjusted to the cold weather and said, yeah, you know, we don't mind it. We could travel a little bit I'll parachute wherever this thing takes me oh okay so you're okay with colder areas yeah we're fine it just we're gonna go up north for a while okay all right good so maybe the fires are a good thing that's what uh, that's what I'm going by the fires are a good thing getting rid of the three inch parachuting spider so maybe it's just me but I saw a thread last night on Twitter and and uh you know it's from uh, at cheese for everyone and so you know I, I guess i believe it it's just a twitter thread story and it's a nice story it talks about seven years ago tonight i was sitting alone in my house watching something stupid on television it was a friday my doorbell rang and my immediate thought was panic who even knows i live here but i answered the door and there was a man in his late 40s or early 50s He was holding a puppy. He explained that he'd found his dog. He'd found this dog in his garage, was asking around for its owner. I told him the dog wasn't mine. He asked me if I wanted it. I said, not particularly. He then told me that he and his family had two dogs already. They'd uh, have to take the puppy to the shelter if they couldn't find his owner. It just looked so sad and lost. I couldn't stand it. I told the guy that if I could not locate the puppy's owner, bring it back and I would take it. Sure enough, my doorbell rang the next morning, I was asleep, I hurried to the door, and it uh, must have been the man's wife and daughters, and they were walking away, they opened the front door, they turned around, gave me the puppy, and left. And he took the picture the day that he got the puffy and he posted the picture and then he posted a few more pictures and he grew into it, but eventually he stopped at around 40 pounds or so. I call him my pocket pit because he thought it was going to be a big pit bullish kind of dog, but no, it was just a, you know, a mutt and it was his pocket pit and there's some pictures and it's just cute and he loves his chair and. You know, everybody's so happy, great story, you, you're lucky he found you. And the only thing I could think of during the whole thing, I kept waiting, and I know, it's a, it's a cute little story, and, you know, I love it, fine, I got it. But the only thing I could think of through the whole thing, and maybe it's just me, maybe it's just me, I was thinking that, uh, you know, seven years ago tonight, I was sitting alone in my house watching something stupid on television, it was a Friday my doorbell rang and my immediate thought was panic. Who even knows I live here? But I answered the door and there was a man in his late forties and early fifties. He was holding a puffy, a puppy. He explained that he'd found his dog in his garage and he was asking for its owner. I told him the dog wasn't mine. Then all of a sudden the dog seemed as if it jumped out of his arms and ran into my house. I turned to get the dog and that's when the man slammed me on the head and dragged me in my own house and stole everything from my house i don't know (laughs) i mean if you wanted to rob somebody uh that would be the way to do it wouldn't it just show up with a little puppy in your arm and have them open the door and hey i just found this dog is it yours and then you know kind of accidentally throw the dog like he's jumping out of your hands into the house so everybody kind of turns around looks at the dog and that's when you can break in Maybe it's just me. Ah, yeah, it's probably just me. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.